and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your week. Well, I got a good one in store for you this week. We're going to be talking about some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. We're going to be talking about the Fortnite World Cup. We're going to be talking about this amazing documentary on Netflix that everyone needs to stop what you're doing and watch called The Great Hack. And some other things coming up here on the show. And to do so with me, who now is going to be here with me, as always, unless he has something going on that night, like a... What concert are you going to again? Uh... Cage the Elephant is opening for Beck. There you go. Yeah. My kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, dude? Outtakes are fun. There's no outtakes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking no. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I've always been a, a Beck fan. Well, you know our friend Nick, Nick G. Mm-hmm. So we've always been Beck fans, and we've never seen him live. He never really comes around our parts, but he's uh, he's coming. I think it's in two it's weeks. It's like Haley's Comet. He just kind of... Comes by every 70 years. Every 70, is it 70? I don't know. 70,000 years is when that <laughs> yeah. comes around, yeah. So it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so we're, awesome. we're heading to that. So I will miss the show, but I will be doing next week's, and then I already need a week off. I need vacation. Yeah, already. I mean, come so on, man. It's vacation you're time. You're like yeah. two or three weeks back out I here built on up the vacation show, time. You're, you're paying me vacation time, so I'm going to take it. Yeah. Make me do this by myself again. <laughs> well, what's up, everyone? Thank you here, as always, for tuning in. Quick housekeeping here. Don't forget, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And, of course, email the show to theenthuselife at gmail.com, just like Dylan did. And Dylan said, hey, just listened to the latest episode, and I was so honored that you read my email on the podcast. Thank you so much. If you remember, we, re- we read his email last week about the uh, discounted $5. movies. Right, And I, this is why I want to read this here, Chris. He says, and make sure to let Chris know that if he joins more, it definitely wouldn't change my opinion of the show. I love what he you was... both bring to the table. Thanks again. And All then right. he also sent us a picture of a gaming table that him and his friend made. Oh, I didn't see that. Did you send that to me? I, don't know. I thought it was in there. I'll send it to I you. I don't know. All right. Oh, no, 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 I did see it. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one that said he liked the solo show. The solo show. show, yeah. So I've already won one person over and I've succeeded. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. You got yeah. one. You got yeah. one. But uh, yeah, if you want to email us, guys, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. And, and again, any topics or anything that we discuss here on the show, let us know your feedback and we'll read it here and give you a voice here on the show. But Chris, I want to jump into a game that I've been playing here. And this game, you know, it should be the secret sauce for every game that I would love or, you know, a game that I would just absolutely love everything that's involved in it. And I remember when they announced it, this was back in like December, I think they, there was uh, uh, the video game awards was when this was first announced and Nintendo okay. was actually publishing this game, which is kind of crazy because uh, the previous entries in the series were pretty much multi-platform, but it's Marvel ultimate Alliance three, uh, the black order. Have you seen trailers for this Chris at all? I were they out a while ago? Well, the old ones were, but this new one, like, it's everywhere now on YouTube, and, like, I've even seen commercials on TV. Um, I mean, you're watching, like, Disney Junior half the time, so you're probably... Yeah, you're probably yeah I am. <laughs> I've seen the latest episode of Puppy Dog Pals, but okay. I haven't seen... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, long story short, this game, it's it's a dungeon crawling, kind of like a Diablo. It's one of those uh, ARPGs is what they call it, where it's kind of that isometric uh, angle, and it carries forward just like those previous games did. So the way those games work is you go in there. It's pretty much every Marvel hero you possibly want. You build a team of four and just beat them up, mash them up, go through the storyline. And what they're telling here is the Black Order. So it is really just the Infinity Gauntlet. They're telling Thanos is the bad guy. Um, you okay. know, you're seeing all his, his Black Order 
Um, <laughs> it is not really following along with the MCU because it's you know it's more of a comic booky game. Um, they are changing story beats, so it's more based off the comics. But even there, it's not because there's just so many heroes thrown into mm. it. Um, on paper, this game should be incredible, and I was very Uh-oh. excited for it. Uh oh. But I gotta say, man, like it's because it's so much like those older games, and those older games are great for what they were. Mm-hmm. This game really didn't evolve, and like I, I heard somebody say it uh, on another podcast today, and, and it totally made sense. It's like if you want to play this type of game, there's better ones out. Like Diablo is on the Switch. Go play Diablo three. Like if you're looking for that type of game, now the other side of that is if you just want to play a Marvel game and see Spider Gwen team up with Venom and team up right. with. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, Groot and, and Rocket play this game. But even still, for me personally, it just doesn't play that well, man. Like, I, and I've, I'm seeing all these people gushing over, like, this game is so much fun. I, to me, the controls really aren't that great. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've, and I'm like disappointed in myself that I'm not enjoying this. Like, I keep going back to it and I can't, every time I play it, I can't really play it for longer than like 10 minutes because I'm just like, it, it just doesn't. 10 minutes? Seem, Honestly, dude, I can't. Wow. I just can't. So, do you? It's weird. And th- and this is my worry with um, any Marvel game. Like uh, Square has a that Marvel game coming out, correct? Yes. So my concern is like they're just gonna rely on you liking Marvel and wanting to play characters, like you said, like combining some characters and going in, and the gameplay gets like second billing over the characters. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It you know what I mean? Does. Like, yeah. so, so do well, you dude, feel game, like it's fan service, right? Is that what you're kind of hitting on? Like, it's I, yes, I guess so. Yeah, in a succinct way, yes. Yeah, and, and that's what this game is. It is just pure fan service. And like I said, you, I fired up. It's awesome. I get in, and then just to me, it's the minute to minute gameplay itself. And I don't know if it's maybe because I've just progressed more as a gamer that I'm looking for more. And you know, this game was never promised to deliver any more than that. And so, you know, I don't want to sit here and crap on it or anything because it is still, like I said, it is still fun. Now, the other caveat is I have yet to play with my daughter or, you know, my kids because we played, I actually bought Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 on the PlayStation, I think. And her and I had a blast playing that multiplayer. So this is me playing by myself. Um, But again, still, it just, I don't know. It just, to me, doesn't seem like it plays good enough. And maybe it's even the fact that I've been so spoiled by, like, Sony Spider-Man on the PS4. Well, I was going to ask you that. Which, by the way, that same voice actor voices this Spider-Man. So that in itself is amazing. But it it just... We've had so many awesome Marvel games that this honestly feels like a mobile game. This feels Hmm. like a mobile game. But do you think like someone like me would enjoy this? Or do do you feel like even I would pick this out as like, this isn't just maybe like the best game right now. And I, and even I would know that there's games that are better than this. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you've been so kind of far out of console gaming that maybe not, but yeah, but I, but you played enough in the past to know what's good and what's not good. So that's the good, like yin and yang. Like you play everything and it has a lot to live up to. I play nothing and it doesn't, but even that, even saying that, would I still like be like, eh, it seemed like they cut some corners in this game. 
Like you think I would? You think I would? I don't even know if they cut corners, man. Like Team Ninja is the team that developed this, and so then they have a great pedigree when it comes to video games. Um, But it just seems like you know they made this game for everybody, which isn't a bad thing, of course. You know, making it to the mass market because they knew kids were going to be wanting this game. Maybe people who don't buy a lot of video games but just want to buy the Marvel game that's out. They're going to be the people buying this game as well. And so they just needed to kind of dumb it down. And I don't want to say the game is dumbed down, but in the same sense, like to me, the gameplay just isn't really fun enough. And as much as I love the Marvel license, obviously, and I love being there Mm -hmm. for the heroes and being a huge Marvel fan, I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. And And I don't know why. I almost feel bad. Like I said, I'm kind of sitting here like I should be loving this. And I see so many people loving it. But I've also seen so many of those people saying, this game is so so amazing in oh, that, but it oh, isn't shit. really a good sorry, game. Just punched my microphone, sorry. That's all right. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are saying, like, "Oh, this game, it's cool that it exists and all this is great." And yeah, I'm I'm jumping in there and we're having a little bit of fun, but it's still really not a good game. I don't know. So I'm I'm just on Metacritic right now, and let's see, it has an Get overall. I think. Okay, it has an overall score of seventy three, which isn't too bad. No, it's but not I guess too bad. Yeah. Um, but someone. One, uh, well, in in Metacritic is the aggregate score, so they they the score that they give you is not necessarily the score that the review was because they they give a number and you know right. the review could give like a B or a C or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there is there is some some it's Daily Star, it's not Daily Star. I don't think that's a yeah. It's, it's a like Daily Star. I don't know, but whatever it is, they gave it a a perfect score, like a hundred. <laughs> And then there's the total end of that where someone gave it like a... Okay, a, here's here here's something that I could say probably. If you were playing this game handheld, like if you were stuck on a plane right. or you're riding a bus, great. this game would probably be amazing. And part of that, what did I say this game feels like? A mobile game. Yes. Right. As a mobile game, amazing. But me, literally, I sat down in front of my TV with my pro controller playing mm-hmm. this game. It just didn't didn't bring it to me and i know you know here on the show i'm usually talking i want to talk about things that are great and that we're loving and like i said this is a game that i should be really enjoying but it's right i don't know it's not grabbing me right now and and how many so when you can team up players it's teams of two no four it's four players and and i do it at any point you can switch between the four people any point and then like if you hopped on like it's it's literally a team of four and if i'm playing as wolverine spider-man iron man and captain america would be ai but then i can be like i want to be captain america now i just hit the d-pad to in the direction of Captain America, and I become him. And Wolverine becomes just an AI. Now, if you want to jump oh. in, you just jump in, and you can pick any of the other three, and we gotcha. should play. And okay. then we can switch between them as we're going along. And it's not like that, uh, you know, that that Star Wars game I played for years, and for mobile-wise, that where you can have, like, good and bad guys. It's just like... Uh, where I am in the game, I fought Venom as a boss, and now Venom is on my team. Okay. So it's not always like that, but I mean, he just he is a playable That's character. Sometimes. Right. Okay. Now they're they're putting out DLC for this game. It's going to be uh, I think Fantastic that was my next Four. question. Are they, are they going to keep up with this season pass? It's going to be okay. first one is um, Marvel uh, Knights, so it'll be I think Moon Knights part of that. Um, there's nice. going to be a Fantastic Four pack, and there's going to be an X Men pack. Mm. Um, so I don't know. You know, I'm going to give it more time because I think I'm going to keep trying to dip in. Maybe I'm going to get hooked on this thing, but maybe the thing is I need to be playing this more handheld. And not focus on my big screen. Now, the the uh, the other game, and people that have been listening to the show know that I've been a little bit obsessed with another game, and that could partly be why I just sit down for this, and I'm always thinking in the back of my mind about this <laughs> other game. Right, Chris, you're gonna have no clue when I say that. Well, I mean, you're gonna know what the game is, but you're not okay. out of nowhere. I've been playing a crap ton of Final Fantasy 14. 
Really? It's an the online never... MMO. It's an MMO, man. It, the game's been out for seven years, and they've just put out their third expansion. And essentially, to get to that third expansion, the way a lot of MMOs do it now, like World of Warcraft does it, where you can get the boost to like you know when you buy the new expansion, boom, you're up to that level to do it. Right. Final Fantasy 14 is very story based, which is weird for an MMO to be like that. So they actually encourage you to play from the very beginning. Okay. Take almost 200 hours to even make it to the new expansion. I'm almost at 70 hours, bro. I've been playing really? the hell out of this game, and I am loving every minute of it. I've told people out there there's a free trial. You can play up to level 35. I played right to level 35 for free, and the minute I hit it, went and just bought the fold. You can get the all Did expansions really? and everything, bought it, and I've just been rocking it, man. And and you started playing this because an expansion came out? Or the expansion just... came out, a lot of buzz going around it. Guy at work has been begging me for about a year and a half to give it a shot. And I kept saying, every time I tried to play that game, I just could not get into it. Because they built it. It's on PC and PlayStation. Right. And it's cross-platform. It was okay. built with the controller in mind, but it always seemed easier with the mouse and keyboard. And every time I tried it with the controller, because I was like, I'm going to play this with a controller, it just wasn't intuitive like i had to almost like relearn how to play it and so this time i finally sat down and said i'm gonna figure this out i'm gonna bang mm -hmm. my head against the wall for an hour two hours figure out the map figure out all that and i did and i've been having a blast man and the really? way they, they introduce the story the way you get to the dungeons and especially everybody keeps saying the game just gets better and better and better and as it goes on you can see the progression like the game launched kind of mixed results and then the first expansion came out and they added more to the game and it got better. And it just, so it's kind of cool to play through all that content and see how progressively the game just got better and better and better and better. And now I'm to the point where I'm doing dungeons where there's mechanics in there that make me feel like I'm doing a raid in destiny. Like destiny hmm. is like, all right, here we go. Here's the boss. You go stand over there. I'm going to take this orb and go throw it over there. And then while this guy is standing in the corner shooting this, that's what these dungeons are feeling like. And so to mm -hmm. me, it's kind of that I'm in that like destiny type raid type uh setting but of course it's an mmo but it just i don't know man it, it just totally captured me i'm just loving this world playing it on pc in 4k looks friggin gorgeous on my on my computer mm -hmm. and um you know the, the crazy thing is it still is one of the last i mean this and wow are really the only subscription-based mmos 15 really? bucks a month man how much 15 wow now i, I mean so yeah. like Back in my, you know, more of my video game days, like in in an, in an old show that we did with it when we had a third wheel on our show, like we we talked about um, Final Fantasy not all the time, obviously, but I never really thought that it was like your franchise, like really, your go to, like you it never really, really... Isn't, man, no. So this is really like I jumped into this more for the MMO aspect. Like I've dabbled, and I think right. I told you, like I've dabbled in uh, World of Warcraft over the, the past really year. I mean, people that listen to the show know me jumping in when Battle for Azeroth came out. There's something about, I think, MMOs for me. And that's what I'm starting to realize. Like I think that's the style of game right now that I'm just into, that I'm into mm -hmm. going into this. Like I, I every time I log into Final Fantasy, like it's this world that's just alive because you pick a server, you go to the main city hub, and there's 60 people all running around doing their thing. You can talk to people if you want. Or, hey, I'm going to queue up for a dungeon. Go into a dungeon. It just kind of finds you a party. Three other people. Everybody logs in. You type on your keyboard. Hey, hey, everybody. You know, let's do this. We got this. And you go in. The community so far has been great. I don't know. There's just something hmm. about that that I've really enjoyed right now. Um, and, you know, the Final Fantasy side of it, yes. You know, it, it does have a lot of Final Fantasy tropes with chocobos and 
You know, that's nice. a very Japanese game, but that's kind right. of the appeal of it. It's it's fun. I mean, two of the main characters uh, that you meet, not main characters, I guess they're side characters, but they're part of your group, are uh, Wedge and Biggs. Star Wars references right there. Like, it's just funny, like, just seeing things like that, that it's... <laughs> You know, they put little little things like that in there. I don't know. I'm enjoying it, man. Are, is, so is there any word of... Weren't they going to redo 7? Uh, oh, that, yeah. Yeah, they showed that, that at E3, man. Yeah, I think this February. Year? They're, yep. They're, there's, they're redoing it, but it's not going to be turn-based. It's action-based. Oh, so, really? So, yeah, it's still the story, same everything. You'll still have, like, uh, different abilities, but you're actually, like, swinging the sword and doing that in your battles, which is kind of neat. Really? Uh, yeah, which is cool. So that's coming out in February? Uh, I think it's the spring, or, yeah, that time or winter, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not this fall. And but, what's uh, it coming out for? Is this for uh, is this pretty a much console everything. thing? Yeah, consoles. Everything? I'm sure PC, and it's yeah. um, like part one. You're only gonna get what's whatever oh. the main city is. Oh, that's it. Like in the beginning, Midgar. That's, is it Midgar, Midgar or something? I think you're right. Yeah, I can't believe I remember that. Something like that. Yep. You're remember. You're welcome. Something like that. That um, I'm looking forward to. That uh, quick caveat too, Chris. I want to tell you about yeah. Final Fantasy because I can sit here and go on Final Fantasy yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game launched actually in 2010. Was a complete train wreck. Garbage. The game was terrible. Really? Like they were losing money, all this stuff. So they just made the game free for everybody. Let it run for a year, and the very last day they said we're shutting the servers off at this time. And behind the scenes, they brought in the guy. I think his last name's Yoshida. He's the guy that kind of runs everything now. Brought him in to kind of rethink the game. When those mm -hmm. servers went down, I guess it started actually a few months before. There was a little red dot in the sky. And then, like, players played, and a little patch came out, and the little red dot got bigger. Played a little bit more, little red dot got bigger. Eventually ended up, it was a giant comet. On that very last day, comet came down. Everybody in on the servers could watch it happen. The thing opened up. There was a giant dragon, and then it went to a uh, trailer. The mm -hmm. dragon went, destroyed the whole planet, killed everybody. And then a year and a half later or whatever, when they finally launched, relaunched, because it's called A Realm Reborn is the new one. They relaunched mm -hmm. it, completely changed the game, but they kept that with part of the story. So that's what's cool. Yeah. It's like they, they literally screwed the game up and then they were like, yeah, that was terrible. Let's write it into the story. So like when you go around in this game, it's like, hey, remember five years ago when the giant calamity happened or whatever. So that to me hearing that story and i watched there's a cool documentary i told listeners to listen to watch it it's um three episodes uh a youtube channel called no clip and he did like these three uh they're each up like 45 minutes to 50 minutes long about like just the whole thing of final fantasy 14 and so that hmm. was the other thing that made me jump in is it was like just this kind of underdog story where they like redemption story exactly almost. man yeah. and it's like you can't help but support them and now they they've just announced they have 16 million people have accounts and the game is just doing great that's so cool. It's like I can't help but support them. That's why I had to jump in. Yeah, that's really cool. I had to jump in, man. Uh, <coughs> and yeah, cool. listeners out there, like I said last week or two weeks ago, check it out. Play up to level thirty-five for free, and uh, give it some time because it definitely, when you jump in, it's it's a little bit rough in the beginning, but I promise right. you, it will get better. Um, Chris, let's talk about this Fortnite World Cup. Yeah, and why we didn't play Fortnite from the day it came out. <laughs> Like we could have Dude, it. Why my I, son I, is I, not in this World Cup. I don't want to think about what we could have done with Fortnite too much because I might want to do physical harm to myself. Yeah. And it's nothing we could have predicted. You cannot predict no. that. But um, I mean, I guess I'll just tell the story really quickly again. But I remember when we first saw the, the original Fortnite trailer for, I think it was Spike TV Awards. Awards show. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And which awards. pretty much 
it wasn't any. I think there's maybe a couple awards given, but it was more or less just a vehicle for to show trailers. Trailers. Yep. And um, I remember seeing the the very first Fortnite trailer and always having like some like affinity for that. But, you know, through the years, it just got kept delayed. And as I got away from video games, I would still ask you from time to time, like any word on Fortnite. And you would always tell me like, well, something something was said or something wasn't said. And but it was never like officially dead. And then boom. And we we always talked about doing a game specific podcast, which happened with Destiny. But I always wonder, like, we we would have never done it because <laughs> yeah. there was just nothing there to go on. Right, yeah. But if we had done a game specific show for Fortnite, well, dude, you... let me tell you about doing another game specific show. Maybe not about Fortnite, but about another game that Epic makes. And uh, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, when it comes to Fortnite, they had another game before Fortnite came out called Paragon. Mm. And uh, me and two of my buddies, Khalif Adams and Kata from uh, Guardian Radio, we started a show called Paragon Radio. And it was all about Paragon, became great friends with the people at Epic. I mean, Nick Chester still is the head of PR. And actually, I was messaging him a little bit earlier this week about something. And it's like, you know, for us, when Fortnite came out, especially the Battle Royale, they just gave us like the codes and we're just like, hey, man, check this out. And we played it. And I remember playing it literally for like five minutes thinking like, oh, this is just a PUBG knockoff, like really yeah. you guys are going to do this absolutely exploded and basically the success of fortnite is what killed paragon and so that for me has always just been one of those things where I just with this game i i just it's always in the back of my you, mind like this is the game that killed paragon like this is the it. yoko ono yeah. uh, video game <laughs> and then on top of that you know my kids got into it with my obviously my son is real big into it i mean he's now an epic partner he has his little code where you can use his code the little turks he'll want me to promote that there you can find it in the show notes <laughs> so he can make money which helps me make money too um on the epic game store if anything you buy in there um but I would have to hear about this game all the time in the car on the way to school and back. And what's weird is like a lot of his friends have actually fallen off. He's still oh, yeah? like just as into yeah. Fortnite as, and it's part of it's cause he's got his YouTube channel. He's doing his, his streams and all that. That's great. Um, but yesterday at our house, we're recording this on Monday. So on Sunday were the solo finals for the Fortnite world cup took taking place in New York city. And my son tried to scheme to get just me and him to go for this weekend uh, a couple months ago, he tried to get my wife, like, for my birthday, I just want me and dad to go to the Fortnite World Cup. Where um, was it at? In New York City. In New York City, okay. At the Arthur Ashe Stadium, I think, is that? That's New York City. Oh, yeah, that's the... Almost yeah, happened. Yeah, we almost went. Probably really? next year, we are probably going to go. Um, but, so, yesterday, all day, we watched the whole thing that was on TV, which, by the way, Epic did an amazing job with the production value, them, which they should be. They're making millions yeah. upon millions of dollars. Um, but if you guys haven't seen the news, the winner of this competition, his name is Booga, um, 16 year old kid, mm. $3 million, three he mil. won $3 million. Now in second place, guy was 24. He was one of the older people. He was one of the oldest people in the competition, 24 years old, 1.8 million. Mm. Insane, man. So first of all, like they're playing this i didn't know that's where they were playing at arthur ash stadium yeah so it's like you know this this dude won a Fortnite championship on the same place where like serena williams has won like 10 times yes. you know what yes. i mean like oh yeah that in itself is crazy um i think we need to start or not we because i think a lot of people listening to the show i would assume support this 
you know what I mean? Like yeah. esports. I think, and, and and there's always that debate between you know, uh, the oldest guy in this this tournament is 24. So you're always gonna have the people that are like in their 40s and 50s that want to debate this stuff for some unknown reason. If they just don't like it, don't watch it. I think we need to start like understanding that number one, this is not going anywhere. And you have to start taking this seriously. Like this yeah. could be, this really could be a career path for people. Just like the NBA is a career path for like inner city kids who don't have like the the best education and struggle to get that. Some of them make it out and do very well. Others rely on sports. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's it's the way it is. And and I I don't know. Like I feel like this is something that um, is only we are at the beginning of it which is why I think people don't really want to take it seriously and as a genuine sport. And I don't know if anybody has seen like those, uh, I told you I've been watching those Ken Burns uh, yeah. documentaries. Yep. So the, the baseball one he did is I think my favorite. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. If you're a baseball fan, just go watch it. Um, and in the very first episode, it was like the infancy of baseball and baseball was not, you know, when it, when it started out, it was a game. They were part-time jobs. Yeah. Like they got paid nothing. It was just something that they did for fun. And that was the case until like 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 Babe Ruth era. Like they just played it for a couple months and then went and got a regular job. So it was never thought of as something that would be these $300 million contracts that we see now. Yeah. I think like in like 100 years from now, this is just going to be normal society. And it's not going to be looked at as like, oh, it's a kid's thing or anything like that. This is going to be like we're in the infancy of something that is just going to grow and grow and grow. And we're going to get those unless they're there now, like those those lead, like, you know, Major League Baseball is going to like I know there's like Major League. Well, there was Major League Gaming. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, MLG. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the CPL or whatever it's called. Whatever it was. But, yeah, I just think it I think it's just time to stop ripping on this thing as like a, a kid's thing and take it as a serious Well, that's the business. thing. I think if you look at some of the mainstream media like uh, ESPN and that, you still have those people that are ripping it. But I think many people listening to this show, especially if you're listening to the show, yeah. you're probably not ripping it. Like everybody here, no, we know no, we're no, no. in the, you know, we know esports are huge and they're here to stay. We understand it. I think my concern is the difference between baseball and like Fortnite as an esport is that baseball's never changed. That's been the same game from when you said, it, obviously, a well, couple rules, length and things, and maybe to make it more watchable. But overall, it still hasn't changed as much. Right. Where if you look at Fortnite, you look at StarCraft, you look at Dota, you look at uh, what else? Uh, Counter-Strike. They're all very different games. And obviously, you can have soccer, baseball, hockey in that. But 50 years from now, is Fortnite going to be around? We're not right. But baseball and, is still going to be around, right? Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's where right. the difference with this and that. And so, but in the same sense, there could always be that replacement for Fortnite. You know, there could always be that other. And that's where like a game yeah. for me, even though like, like oh, I mentioned Paragon, it was a MOBA. That style of game where it's the 5v5, three lane game that, you know, some people just have never played it. So you don't understand it. But ultimately anybody can watch that game because it's over the top. It's almost like a game of chess, and it's basically these five guys got to get to that other side of the map and destroy that crystal. That's it. Trying to watch Fortnite with my son yesterday, mm-hmm. there's a hundred people playing at once. How you can't possibly follow all hundred people, and on top of that, if I mean I don't know when the last time you've watched any Fortnite, Chris, the way these kids no. build. I mean, you watched my son play when we were I up did. in New York, and he's like. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. 
and he's like right. building stuff. Like you shoot him, he becomes a skyscraper because like he you shot him once and he's immediately flying into the sky in this giant building that he built in thirty seconds or three seconds. And it's like I it's hard to watch. So I don't know if Fortnite could really per se have the longevity of an audience watching it as an esport. Although you know if you can have a passionate fan base, not necessarily for the competition, but just for the game. You know, like basically people that maybe don't play Fortnite competitively, but play just a lot of Fortnite, like 12, 13 year old kids who are into the game, they were watching it yesterday. And Mm -hmm. so there were all kinds of ads that Epic could sell saying, we know we're going to have the audience of all the people that the young kids and and just players of our game, they'll be here so we can sell ads for it because the game's popular. Yeah, sure. You're there because there's competition going on, but... You just it's a it's the big Fortnite thing. Like they had people dressed as the characters dancing and in the streets of all around the stadium, they had all different things going on and all that. So it was really more just like this big event and mm-hmm. not necessarily about the competition. So I don't hmm. know if, you know, the competition was the driving force here, but Epic knew, hey, yeah, we'll give away three million dollars, but we can sell advertising for six million. And it was, it was it was obviously streamed on online. You probably YouTube, watch on YouTube Twitch, and stuff. But was it on because I know sometimes this stuff is on like CBS or ESPN. No, as was far that... as I know, Epic has not cut a deal yet with any of that. So okay. it was uh, that usually when you see that, it's Overwatch League, you'll see, which is Blizzard. Right. And then Dota, which Valve signed that deal with uh, ESPN to show that. And then ESPN sometimes would show um, Blizzard's Heroes of the Dorm, which was Heroes mm-hmm. of the Storm. But no, nope. as far as I know, which dude, if, they, if Fortnite can or Epic can sign a TV contract, yeah, that's it. And and how That's did huge. this game? How did this match work? Because was it multiple games that were nope. played, or just the way like, they do it, which is smart too? And this was what's kind of cool about it is everybody goes in. It's six matches. Kills get you a certain amount of points. Um, where you place gives you a certain amount of points. So you, if you win, you get a certain amount of points. So if you're in like the top ten, you get whatever. Let's say eight points. Okay. If you're in the top five, you get twelve points. If you right. get if you win, you get twenty points or whatever. And then every kill, you get like three points. So okay. you could lose, but still have a, a bunch. And that's it's like the thing. NASCAR. Basically. The kid that won won so he won by like twenty points or something like that because he had just done so well in all the other games, just being consistent. He didn't actually. Right. I, I don't think even won like a, yeah. It's, it's like NASCAR, literally. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's your placement. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I'm I'm impressed. And the kid. I haven't seen any interviews with him, but just his reaction. Obviously, he was like, you know, ecstatic about winning, but he just seemed like this normal, down to earth kid yep. who just is really good at video games. And 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 that's any other athlete. And I'm yeah doing air quotes for athlete. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they there was they a 13 year old. There was a kid my son's age in this tournament. They kept showing everybody. The whole crowd was rooting for him like crazy. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I think so. Does, King does, does your kid have like these images that does he really want to like do this or is he? he know oh, he that does. They had guys... a, actually. This is pretty. I was pretty pretty proud of him. They had a Xbox only tournament last weekend, and it was a special playlist that popped up. But you had like three hours to play ten matches and do the best that you could. And if you did, if you made it into the top three thousand, which was the top one percent on Saturday, you could move on to Sunday and have access to that playlist and try to see you could win like fifty thousand dollars or something or five thousand. I don't know what it was. Well, mm-hmm. he played his heart out, had a couple rough games in the middle, he said. Mm-hmm. And then uh he came in the top three percent. So he was all mad, like, oh, I'm not in it. Blah, blah. I'm like, Kim, if you look at the top one percent was three thousand people. <laughs> So multiply that for the 100. That's 300,000 people took part. 
You were in the top 3%. You were in the top 9,000 out of 300,000 people. That's crazy. That's pretty good, right? Like that, Dude, that if, I, if be, I could do that on, on one of my uh, NCAA him. basketball tournament brackets, I would be more than happy. <laughs> and he was still pissed. I'm like, Kim, that, that's a great, great accomplishment, man. Like, Because right. that's the thing. My wife and I are kind of coming to grips that like, he actually is pretty good. Yeah, like he he really is good, and you you know we don't want to sit here and have him playing Fortnite all day long because obviously right. to be the kid that yeah. won this, it's not going to happen. But and and that's the tricky thing with a video game is like obviously there's money to be made here, but you know the other thing that sports does is is get gets active and outside right. and things like that. This does you know, and we can have that age old debate about video games, but video games are interactive, and other people are playing this, but. Do you want your kid inside for hours on end practicing to maybe get somewhere he's never really going to go? Right. That's the up and down of this entire mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Which is cool. Which did we talk? I don't know if we talked here on the show about GameStop and what GameStop was doing. They were going to turn some of their stores into like retro stores or turn some of their stores into uh, like the geek, those geek stores. You know, what are they Think called? Geek, sir. Yep. Think Geek. Yeah. Think Geek. And then some of them were even going to have like local esport league places. If they did that, like that would be cool. Like Cam, he plays soccer right now, but like rather than join the soccer league, what if he also did like a Fortnite, a local Fortnite league? Okay, where you could, right. you know, like see that would be cool if if that's right. what the GameStop turned into. I think that'd be kind of neat if they did that. Yeah, uh, but I don't know, crazy. You know, esports is huge. It's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. It's a huge nah. money business. Um, and you know, kudos to Epic. They're just showing how, even though supposedly reports are the player base of Fortnite is falling. I was just going to ask you that. So, like, I mean, it does show any signs of slowing down? I, I mean, kind of right now, yeah. I honestly, I think the big, not really big test, but a game that is going to tap into it a little bit this fall will be the new Modern Warfare, depending on oh, yeah, the competitive doing... side of that game. Right. And then I even think Halo next year is going to, because they're really going to be pushing for Halo esports next year. And it's mm-hmm. been a long time since Halo's been kind of at the top of all that, and I just got a, I just got a feeling that Microsoft's going to do something pretty huge with that. Uh, but and we'll is see. and is um is Ninja still the the top dog in all this? Uh, he wasn't even in the tournament. He doesn't do the tournaments anymore. I mean, he he's more your entertainer. Well, he doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah. he's just your entertainer. So yeah, him. Uh, this kid Tifu is a big kid. He was in this tournament. I know. Um, you know. Uh, that's Lil Turks. Lil Turks is Lil Turks could be in it. He's up there. He's oh, up Lil there. Lil Turks, he's coming. It's coming for you, <laughs> Tifu. You better watch it. Booga. It's coming for your three million, Booga. Uh all right, let's uh, take a minute here and thank our sponsor. And of course, that's our good friends over at GamerGoo. If you guys aren't familiar with GamerGoo, it is an anti-perspirant for your hands that you could put on and stop you from having those sweaty hands while you're playing those intense Fortnite matches or you know, getting beat by your son while you're trying to play Fortnite with him. Uh or feet, hey, Madden's out. Did you, ever, did you ever play a game of Madden just getting real stressed? I play when I play my son now because he actually crushes me in Madden and it Does kills he really? me. I feel like my father. So I'm just sweating and then half the time I just quit at halftime. Um, but yep, <laughs> Gamer Goo, you can put that on. You won't have sweaty hands. It lasts for up to four hours and uh, they got some great scents. There's the cinnamon, the peppermint, and the orange. And they just released the new scents, the vanilla sugar, the cherry blossom, and my new favorite, the teak wood. It's so, so good. Uh, if you're interested in this, go over to GamerGoo.com. You can get a free trial over there of the original three cents. Or if you're interested in buying some, you can use my promo code TEL. That's T-E-L, as in the enthusiast life. You can find that down in the show notes and save yourself 10% off your order over there. Now, they also introduced recently GamerGoo Sport, which is the uh, orange flavor, which you can put on if you're out there doing those hard workouts, listening to this mm. podcast, you know, 
while you're mm. <laughs> while you're working it out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so go to gamergoo.com again. Use our promo code TEL T E L. Save yourself ten percent off your order. And uh, again, I highly recommend the teakwood. Love that flavor. That or the cinnamon. Cinnamon my was my original. It's my OG scent. I think they but, need a new car scent. A new oh, a new car scent. Would you want that? that on your hands though? Would you want to smell new car scent? I would. What about new I video like games? New... Do you ever like open a video game case and smell inside? Oh, uh, yeah. Or new comic book scent. Oh, get there out of that game. That's the run. They do new car, yeah. new video game, and car new, scent. New... Yes. Or, or no, comic, car, comic book. Car, yeah, car, video game, and comic scent. Get on it, Gamer Goo. So when I when I read a new comic book, I can put the comic scent on, and I my hands won't get sweaty watching or reading a comic book, and I don't deface the value. Boom. Nice. <laughs> uh, so again, go to gamergoo.com, use our code tell T E L and save yourself ten percent off your order over there. And I've always told people too, Gamergoo is a great uh, gift for that gamer in your life. If you're looking for just something different. Uh, it's a very, very cool gift. So again, thanks to them for helping to support the show. Well, Chris, I got an interesting story. I didn't want to tell you about this. And it kind of just, kind of the discussion we were just having about just kind of where games are now and all that. Um, uh-huh. I had actually originally heard this on another podcast, a podcast called DLC. And uh, they were talking, I didn't even see this story, but they they mentioned it and they've actually talked about it the last two weeks. And uh, I just wanted to kind of bring it out there because it brings in more just kind of a more broad topic. In video yeah. games, and that is Gears of War Five or Gears Five, as it's called now. Which I don't know if you didn't know that, Chris, or knew that. It's not called Gears I, of War Five. It's just it, 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 Gears Five. They've dropped Gears the five. of War of War. Okay. It's just Gears. Everybody just calls it Gears, so they've officially okay. dropped that. Just Gears. Uh, so the studio head of the coalition, Rod Ferguson, clarified, or he said first that there will be no smoking. There will be no oh, character geez. smoking in Gears Five, and people kind of freaked out <sighs> over that. And he said, "Well, if you go back and look at, there's been nobody smoking in these games." since two and he said that it was actually a conscious decision on his part because many people in his life including his father passed away from the effects of lung cancer and smoking so he chose not to put it in video games he did not want to promote smoking okay so of course some people are just like well what the heck like you're pulling that out you don't want to promote it but yet you let people run around and shoot people in the face and chop people <laughs> off with chainsaws. Thank so it you. just kind of brings up the idea of like, well, if we're censoring out smoking, yeah, because maybe you think that promotes smoking and will make people want to smoke, that brings up the age-old discussion of do violent video games make people violent? What's your take just on smoking, I guess, kind of like the overall well, like of this? Like, Do you think there's a difference between the smoking and the shooting in a video game? Um, wow. I don't know. Like that, that's tough because I don't, you know, if, if a kid sees somebody smoking, I think that maybe they're more apt to try that than to put a chainsaw gun through somebody's <laughs> abdomen. You know what I mean? Like right. we're, we're not going to do that part of it. But if this character happens to be smoking, that looks pretty cool and it's legal. Maybe I'll go do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think maybe... If he never even mentioned this, it probably wouldn't be talked about. Right. I don't think people would really notice. Well, like, that's why. They didn't well, notice in well, Gears 2, didn't notice in Gears. Like, all these other Gears games, go. nobody right. noticed. But then again, like, you know, puddles are, are recognized in Spider-Man. So who knows? There's somebody who probably would have noticed. But it's not a big deal. I think maybe because the, the this is the creator of the game. Uh, yeah, that? Rod Ferguson. Yeah, he's the okay, studio head. So, all right. And this is getting a lot of traction because this is, you know, this happened in Stranger Things also. Like they they said they're going to cut back on the smoking in that show moving forward. You saw that, right? I did see that, yeah. Because yeah. that so, kind of came up in the same discussion about this as well. 
All right. So to me, like like the people who are up in arms because, yeah, like you can have this entire game of, you know, just mass murder and that's OK. I, I would say like that, you know, what I said in the beginning, like people are more apt to do like and I want to call it smoking minor. I'm not saying that. But between smoking and, and just flat out killing somebody, that's the lesser of the two evils. <laughs> yeah. And I think people maybe are more apt to do that. Now, my my I get annoyed at stuff like this because and I don't really want to like talk about like my profession or anything like that too much, but what I do is is drug counseling. And, you know, that is my that's a problem. Smoking, of course, is a problem. But if you want to get into the things that are like really like epidemic wise, you know, get get annoyed about that. If people got half as annoyed about smoking and stranger things than they do about the heroin problem we have, maybe like we'd be yeah. able to move the needle on some stuff. But um, it's where priorities got to get mixed up. And that is what it is. But yeah, you're, you're not going to satisfy everybody. And, I, and like you said, like because it wasn't in a couple games. So why? Was that decision made back for those games? Yeah, or is he, he just he said so, that he so just why chose. now? Why now is he coming out saying? I don't even think he really came out. I think it was just that somebody mentioned it and then he just kind of so jumped. Somebody into did it. notice it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I don't know. But, on, you know, you it just brings up that thing. Like I've always been a proponent of saying that video games really don't lead to violence. But I will say, over the last few years, as a parent, and and you know, and then even when I kind of step back and look at myself, it can definitely draw forth like maybe just anger or emotions, you know, and that's it, but it can, but it can draw forth all emotions. I mean, Chris, right before we went going, and we're going to hopefully talk about this game a little bit next week, but, um, the new game from that game company, sky came out, sky children of something. <laughs> I wish I knew uh, I should have a title. We're going to talk about right. it. Children of the light sky, children okay. of the light. Um, but like, that's a game that you could play, not that game, but uh journey that game company's last game prior to that. And you can have an emotional, feeling mm. with that game not necessarily right. draw you to tears but there have been games that have had me on the brink of tears or feeling very emotional so when you play a video game you can have that gamut of you know being mad and pissed and all that i think what it really boils down to is do i think like and the reason i said the last few years is watching my son especially playing fortnite there yeah. are many times throughout the day that we'll be sitting in the other room and you just hear uh why or like die you know him screaming and it's just like oh god you know like really I mean, it's, it's terrible, but you know, and he needs yeah. to learn. And I, I always, we always have the conversation. Like you need to learn to temper your emotions mm -hmm. when it comes to this. He actually competed in a local Fortnite tournament and we, on the car ride there, I kept saying like, you cannot get pissed. You cannot yell. You yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. show those emotions in public. You just can't do that. So games can draw that. So you know, the fact that I do, I think video games make people violent. No, but I think it could definitely make you angry. And then I think it's, you know, what do you do with that anger? Like, you know, I don't think it's going to make somebody go out and pick up a chainsaw gun and go cut someone right. in half. Right. Like, right. I don't think that's going to happen, but it can definitely make you angry, but it can make you happy. When I play Final Fantasy 14, it makes me happy. Like, <laughs> right. like you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or when Chris yeah. used to play Galaxy Heroes, it would make you happy. Right. Like, exactly. Just yeah. So it's, yeah. I, you you got to, you know, it's, it's like all that. with like coping mechanisms like anger lasts for sh such a short amount of time that that's it really right. does it's like scientifically pretty like when, when you think like whether you have a you know the worst case scenario of like a, a breakup of a relationship or your sport team losing 
it is short term. It's so short term and people think it will be so long term. And it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, when when you lose a game, I think I think for a video game, it's much more personal because it's you. It's your actions on right. screen. And when you lose, you blame yourself because you 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 didn't make the proper moves. You don't want to I, I mean, a lot of time you don't want to give the other guy credit for just being better than you. You just <laughs> yeah. want to blame yourself. And I guarantee you, you shut the console off. You go do anything. Go listen to a three-minute song, and it's gone. It yeah. Most of the time it will be gone. I'm sure there's some people that take it harder than others. But, um, yeah, it's all about coping. Coping. So, yeah. um, and, I, and I don't think the majority of people's coping mechanism by being mad at video games to go out. A violent video games to go out and shoot somebody. To, shoot, right. You know what I mean? Maybe it's go smoke a cigarette. And even then, if <laughs> it's the first it time is. they're trying it, they'll probably say, this is absolutely disgusting. And right. I just spent $10 on a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Why would I ever want to do this? Exactly. Sorry just to you smokers think... out there that you got addicted to it. I mean, it sucks. But I mean, most people, right. when they try it that first time, not going to like it at all. It's and, like and beer. It's, it's an like... expensive hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not a yeah, hobby. Yeah. It's an expensive habit, I guess is what habit. I would say. Habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's interesting, though. I'm surprised that, uh, Yeah. I mean, somebody caught it and... Just an interesting... Yeah, just it? a neat topic. I was like, you know, because of the fact then, you know, I just thought how they called him out. It's like, you know, I don't want to glamorize it. And it's like, but you glamorize well, the violence. And and, and, and the, the reasoning why he did it is personal to him. Right. He's had people who died about mm-hmm. from it. So that's completely fine. I, I, he's not getting up on his high horse and just saying like, you shouldn't smoke, kids, and you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he's just saying like, no, that I've had people die from this. So yep. I'm just going to remove from my games. It's not a big deal. He didn't bring attention to it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's just it, that's a very simple answer, and I think he you should respect him for that. But he still makes a game that is like I have to you know one of the bloodiest games probably ever made. Mm-hmm. So. It's a yin and a yang type of thing. Definitely. Hmm. Uh, a couple other things we want to talk about. Let's transition to movies. Um, mm-hmm. And let's, but but let's you know before we talk about because I know what you want to talk about real quick. Yeah. Finally saw Detective Pikachu. So this is uh, this is a video game into a movie. Yeah, dude, it really wasn't that bad, man. It <laughs> dude, was actually, I, no, the thing is, like, I've just I've you never don't like been. Ryan Reynolds, I know. What is it about what? Ryan Reynolds that you don't like? Oh no 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 no! I've never. It, it's the combination of of Ryan Reynolds and uh, Pokemon. I've never oh, been. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. See, and and it's and it's and it's current Ryan Reynolds. He's such a douche. Yeah, it's not, I mean, you're yeah. watching it and like that's kind of like I don't want to say the point. I mean, he's not as douchey as like Deadpool in this. Yeah. Um, but it, you listen to it like this is Deadpool. But overall, the, the story itself and kind of like yeah. why he's talking and all that, a little bit touching, especially as a parent. I mean, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go on record here and say, man, this may Uh-oh. be the best video game movie adaptation. Oh ever. come on, what's better? Tell me. Wreck-It Ralph. But Easily That wasn't a video game first. I'm talking a video game to a movie. Oh. There's This is the best. There's nothing. Dude, Doom, no. Maybe Tomb Raider, you could argue. Maybe Mario Brothers movie, garbage. I was just going to say Super Mario Brothers. Garbage. <laughs> Assassin's Sonic Creed, has garbage. not been released Sonic yet. Sonic not out yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm holding my breath. What about like Resident Evil? No? I mean... Different genre. It, but yeah, but they're not. They have nothing to do with the video games. Those, that, those movies that became or just became so far removed from anything in the video games. Like you're gonna this, make me look up video game movies because you put me on the spot. I'm, but I'm telling you, like it's one okay, of. Yeah, if, if it's not uh, for me, it's the best. But like it, it's got to be up there because it's it totally uh-huh. represents everything you would want. It's 
humans living with Pokemon. The Pokemon are funny. There's there's even like references to pop culture today. It's, mm-hmm. It was just a great, fun movie. Like, I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad they made it. Again, when they first announced it, I was like, what the hell? Right. But it's cool. Like, it is. it really was a neat movie. The kids loved it. My wife was doing something else like reading a book while we watched it she could care less um or couldn't care less but it, it was fun i highly now, recommend people out there check it out with the family did did they include like a good amount of pokemon oh yeah there's probably like 70 or 80 and oh, wow. some, some would be there like quick like you'd see them real fast right right yeah even the even like the villain and everything was cool like mewtwo is in it is he, villain? Is he not i don't know it's badass pokemon wait Bono's the villain? <laughs> yeah, he's on the zoo tour. Did you, you did say U2 was in it, right? Mewtwo. <laughs> I thought you said U2 was Not in U2. it. Not U2. Who is Mewtwo? He's the, the Pokemon. How the hell am I supposed to know I that? I don't dude? know. People out there know what I'm talking about. U2. It's good. Go, <laughs> go see Detective Pikachu. So his name is Dono, I guess. If it's yeah, yeah, instead of Bono, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Can we move on from? We can. We can. Pokemon. Jesus. Um, I'm telling you, it's good. Uh, also, right. saw saw Robin Hood this week. Check that out looked good, Taren man. Like, yes, I liked it. Trailer wise, that looked good. Yep. We watched. Who, was, on, who played him? Taron Egerton. He's the one that played uh, Elton John. In, uh oh, Rocket really? Man. That was. And he him? does the voice of the uh, gorilla really? and sing. Yes. Yep. Great. Wow, I didn't know that was he's him. In the Kingsman. Right, cool. Yeah, he was good. It's actually a good movie, man. Like I, I remember hearing it was coming out. It was kind of like uh, Jamie Foxx is in it, but Bill Mendelsohn was awesome as uh, the sheriff. Mm. Very cool. It's a neat take on Robin Hood, like totally different take and very cool. Um, check it out. But the big movie we want to talk about, Chris, it was uh, actually a documentary on Netflix. Something that uh, yeah. you guys are gonna get a lot of Netflix shows here now that Chris is back on the show because we always <laughs> always talk about our Netflix. Um, but that is the Great Hack. Right. And uh, this just came out, what, like Thursday or Friday? It was recent here on Netflix yeah, last week. that it was released. Um, dives into Cambridge Analytica, which was the company that kind of you know went down with Facebook uh, when Facebook had the giant hacking uh, controversy out there of them, tons of people's data getting stolen and all that. This was kind of the company behind all that. And it dives really deep into how they did it and what they did with it. And essentially exposes just how much of our online personal data um, is out there and how, what did they say last year was the first time that the, basically the value of human data surpassed that of like petroleum oil, right? the oil industry, like the, the which, data, cyber data industry surpassed that, which is just yeah. bonkers when you think about it. Scary. What do you think Chris after watching this? Um, I've always been in the, the camp of, I don't care that my data is out there because mm. I am like so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And my life is pretty, you know, regimen. I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I take care of my kids. I do a podcast once a week with you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if they want to look up anything on me, they're going to just move right along. So I've never like whenever those, those things come up and on your phone, like, Oh, so-and-so app needs to, okay. Allow, allow, allow. I don't, I don't, I never think twice about it. Um, and after watching this, does my personal belief change? No, because, um, I think for myself, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I question whatever's in front of me. Um, and 
and and we'll dive into it. If I if I think something is wrong about like a an article that's in front of me, and I I'll, I'll research it more to like find out about it. But what's scary about this is there's millions of people that don't do that, and I'm not trying to put myself up on this pedestal <laughs> yeah. saying like I'm the smartest person in the world. I am absolutely not, but I question things, and there's a lot of people that don't. And what this documentary does is it really it it's very political. So it really revolves around like the 2016 election. Most of it does. And the and Facebook Brexit, scandal. And it goes into Brexit. And it goes into Brexit too. So it's very political. But um, if the scary part about it is if they have that much information and can influence you to who to vote for. Yeah. The, all the other stuff, you know, just what kind of clothing you want to wear, what kind of like television you want to watch. And, and they pretty much just trick you into thinking this is what you want to watch or what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go. I, I really want people to watch it and see how it's all laid out. And, you know, I don't want you to be scared off, like, because of your political belief or anything, because that that's really not what I mean, it, it is about that. But that's not why I think people need to watch it. What you need to watch it is kind of what Chris just said, is that the, essentially this company and, and yeah, this company went down. I guarantee you there's another one getting set to do it or is yeah, already oh, doing it. Essentially, this right. company had says they had over 5,000 data points on every adult, basically in the world. I mean, but more specifically, in this case, it was North America or in America. And they're they're able to predict your habits as to what you're going to be doing and what you like and and things like that. And certain people, they called persuadables. And those people could be targeted for whatever it is. So if, if it is an election, maybe they can put certain things in front of your face so that you would believe certain things and they can persuade you in a certain direction. So I think the really the the underlying thing here is, you know, throw the 2016 election out the window. I mean, this company was was hired by the Trump campaign and we know mm. how that turned out. The, mm. you know, in Brexit, they were hired by the people that were per- supporting messed. that went oh, that way. It, the the Black Lives Matters Thing was run yeah. by these people pinpointed there was what what was it was it in venezuela or some other country where they did this whole or what country was that where it was like oh, uh, yeah. uh, it was split between like <sighs> i say african-americans but you know black people and indians i think like actually you know like yeah indian people live in this country and they were able to pinpoint the black voters and basically have them not go out to the polls and make it seem like it was cool to not vote because on right. the other side, the Indian people had paid this company to do that. And they created this whole marketing ploy of like, don't vote, like go against your parents and, ugh, and did all these like cool videos and that. So people didn't vote and the other people won. And yeah. so like, that's what the underlying thing here is with all our data out there and companies being able to um, essentially pinpoint marketing to certain people, any side of any election or any side of any whatever can pay enough money to ultimately have not necessarily a guaranteed win but a very very good chance at at least doing pretty damn good and promoting the cause of the, yeah. the, the best the best analogy somebody brings up in that is the guy says he says just think about the olympics if somebody dopes in the olympics doesn't matter whether you doped a little doesn't matter if you just doped all the way you're just out because you cheated and essentially, mm-hmm. that's what this is. This company is basically just like cheating because it's not like running an ad on TV. It's saying we're only going to pinpoint these people that we know do this, this, this. And they're only those certain people that we know can be persuaded to do this by showing them certain content. And we're going to show them that content. And right. and, and they crazy, specifically man. go after they, they can narrow it down to um, one like county in a state. Yeah. 
you know, like they would go into the swing states and just bombard people in these counties specific with, people. Yeah, with with you know, because this was the 2016 election, like anti-Hillary yep. uh, ads, and just load them up with it. Total purposely. lies, too, like and, total yeah, like blatant dude. lies. But they would put it out there because they would know these people just scrolling through their Facebook feed would see those things. And right. I mean, it's crazy, and, and the, man. The, the one. So from what I understand, and obviously. Our our uh, knowledge on Britain is pretty much tied down to a show that we have still have up in the air. But um, from what from what I understand, and if there's British listeners out there, send it in. Brexit should not have ever happened, yeah, and no. and it literally is getting a few people to jump on this bandwagon of hey, we should leave the EU, and yep. it snowballed. And now this is happening. And I think there's a lot of people that that just picked up on it and went with it because, you know, when like your friends go because it's the cool thing to do, well, dude, pretty much it's happening. Yeah, that's what this company like, did. They, that's they, what they, they do. Cambridge Analytical, the same as that company. That's what they did. They pinpointed the people that they knew could be persuaded to per, to support it and just went for it. How and, scary is that, man? How scary is that? Like they they, they have so much power. Think of the most ridiculous thing that you can come up with, and if you can get two people, that's probably why the Earth is flat thing has been so, getting so much traction <laughs> lately. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. just get that. Remember, you just remember offended the movie? all our flat Earth listeners. Chris. <laughs> remember the um, the movie Twelve Angry Men. You ever see Twelve Angry Men? Mm, no, I didn't actually. I know, it, it, I know the is, movie you're talking about. No, I didn't. But you know what it's about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's literally takes place in where the the jurors are and. It's this what seems to be a cut and dry murder and one juror has questions and one by one he turns all those people over to his side through the course of the movie. Yep. It's a classic fantastic movie. That's literally what they are doing here mm -hmm. is 12 Angry Men. It's crazy, and, and however they want to mold something, they will mold it and they know exactly how to do it. It's it's that's the scary part of it. Yep. That's it's terrifying. You know, well, it's funny. Like, you know, I said to my wife and I, and people listen to the show know too. And I know I told you when we watched this season of Black Mirror, and there's mm -hmm. the episode uh, Smithereens where the guy yeah. ends up, you know, at the end doing his, his, what he did. But it, it was all based around social media. And we finished that. My wife like immediately deleted Facebook off her phone. She's like, if I need to yeah. use it, I'm just going to go on the computer. After watching this, I mean, you're just again like, again, we don't care about our data, but like, they follow another guy in this where it's like his goal is to get his data back. Like he just wants his data. Yes. That's the overarching and, thing. And that's kind of the right. overarching thing is like, what rights do we have to our data? Now they don't really mention it. I mean, he mentions the terms of service in the show maybe once or twice, but they don't really dive into it too much. But you know, from the business side of it or from the app side, let's say I could, I think they could look at it. And even, I mean, I can see their point is like, Hey, we built this app and you're using our app. You mm -hmm. got to give us something. Mm -hmm. So you give, basically, Facebook is free. You're giving them access to your data willingly so that you right. can use their app. That's kind of the payment. So they're, you know, maybe in their agreement, they were supposed to keep all that stuff private. But like, if you don't read all that, maybe they don't. Maybe like, you know, Snapchat or one of those things can say like, what everybody went crazy over this face app that came out like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. And yeah, in terms yeah. of service, it was like, hey, load up our face. We have access to your face now. Like we can use it right. wherever we want, do whatever we want with it. And people just willing to let that up so we could look like a bunch of old men, which was great, right? It was something I was hilarious, but that was the cost of that. I said to my wife, I go, why don't we, Chris, why don't we create like a paid social network? Like we'll create something like a Facebook. You pay five bucks a month 
and all your data is private. We promise. Like that. That's mm. so. Rather than you do a terms of service, the terms of service is you pay us five bucks a month or thirty for the year or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All your stuff will be private. We keep it on our servers. And when you decide to not pay anymore, you yeah. know we can either bank it somewhere for you so you can always come back to it, or we just delete it and it's gone. Just yours. Yeah. Why does anybody do that? I don't know. Especially this day and age now with all the stuff coming out. Like, yeah. Well, and I remember um, uh, them saying like something about like somebody can post something. So just you, you, you and I, you could post something. And a lot of this revolves around Facebook, but obviously it's, you know, through all social media, you could post something on Facebook, an article to something who knows, it could be something music related. doesn't matter. So, uh, that instantly gets caught, picked up by these, this Analytica and they have all those data points on you. Just me liking that. Mm. Now they have mine. Yep. So every, if a hundred people liked Mark's post, every person now has another data point on them. Uh, because you put up a post about some music uh, article and those hundred people must like that that music article. Yep. So now they have all that. So just by you liking something or or commenting on something, they have that on you as well. It's crazy. And well, I also well, remember, go ahead. No, I was going to say the crazy thing about the Facebook hack or, or really the thing with what they did was they put out a little survey. And what was it, like five questions or something like that. And if any anybody who took that survey number one, gave up all their information through Facebook, but then also everybody they were friends with, mm. this company also got access to. So, and they said they only needed to really have like 200,000 people take that survey and then they would have everybody in America because it's thinking of like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever, where it's like, right. you know, where it's like friend yeah. of a friend of a friend of a friend. As right. long as you get 200,000 people, you get everybody. Yeah, and everyone. that's what they did. And that's crazy, man. So even if like you weren't giving your stuff up, but you were a friend of mine and I took that quiz, got it. They got you um, too. Um, yeah, me. That, and now that was kind of the issue that Facebook came under. It was like, wait a minute, why were they able to have access to all of that stuff as right. well? So, and then- Watch the documentary, man. Watch it. And then I, I want to try and go back. I remember our uh, Morgan Spurlock, the guy who did Supersize Me. He's now doing Supersize Me too. Oh, can't wait. He-, he I think it. Remember that show? He had thirty days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to watch it. A lot. I, I, I think it was on that. I could be wrong, and I might be wrong on that because I think he did. He did another show for CNN, I think, for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I remember what it was called. He no, did. You know, an that's episode. what I'm thinking. Well, he, that's right. He did one for FX too, right? But yeah, he did one on right. CNN as well. It was think, FX yeah. was thirty days, I think, and then he had one on CNN. Okay, I think it yeah. must have been because we watched them both. Where I'm going with this doesn't really make sense for the thirty days thing, but um, it had to be for the CNN one show. He did an episode about his data. And him trying to get it. And this was... Here, I mean, God, that was four or like, five years ago probably, right? He, at least, at yeah. least. And, I, and I, w- I can't remember the specifics of it because it was a little while ago, but I remember at the very end, this guy who he'd been talking to and saying, you know, I, he's working with him trying to get his data. At the very end, he hands him an envelope, a big, like, yellow manila envelope. And he's like, he goes, this is the best I could do. And it was like six months previous, all his data. And mm-hmm. he just... He didn't think he was going to get it, so he was like shocked to get it. And I remember him sitting down in his apartment and going through it, and he goes, wow, they have absolutely everything. And he just goes page at a time, page at a time. And this was just like Google and stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy, I'll, man. I'll see if I can find what it was, but um, it was much smaller scale back then because now it's just like we just freely give this stuff. And the, do, I, what do they say in the documentary? It's like the invisible, like atomic bomb or something. Like I can't remember how I they, don't know, man. something invisible, but, and we have no control over it. 
nope. is this is the scary. Yeah, that's one of the things too. Yeah, they're fighting to say like well, there should be it should be like a human right like to your data. Yeah, you should have right. access to it. So I don't, definitely watch it, guys. I mean, it is definitely something that I'm, obviously if you're listening to this, you're a tech savvy person or just into the tech world, and um, just to kind of see how this all goes. I mean, as a parent, again, I mean, I hate to keep mm. going back to that. It's like. You know, our yeah. kids have lived in a world where that's it. So from day one, like someday he's my son's going to be able to go back and see everything, see the pictures of him on my wife's Facebook page and see, you know, all of those things. They're going to literally just have their life out there mm-hmm. in the web, man, from day one. It's crazy. It's scary. You know, you almost wonder like when when kids start really signing up for things as adults, which I mean, obviously my kid right now already has a, a Gmail account and all that, but like will they start getting targeted and would it be possible there i mean there's no way to test this would it be possible for a company to like turn a kid that young in the way that they want them to be you know what i mean by access like my kids play roblox like just mm-hmm. roblox little little bots that'll go in or Fortnite, little you know like just man it's so cool somebody's gotta write a book about that like just in a world where data is everywhere a child is born and some company just tries to do an experiment where they just like throw stuff at this kid through Minecraft, through everything, you know what I mean? And just sway. Well, subliminal them. advertising has always gone on and that's and just it's, what they're doing dude, right now. Now it's like to the like nth degree. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Crazy. Let's, let's talk about here to wrap it up. I want you to, I think I'm going to make this a weekly segment here on the show, Chris. Sure. Of obviously we're getting set to end the show here, this episode, not, not the whole show, but the episode yeah. give people something else they can listen to what, what what's a, a recommendation for a podcast that you in the podcast world obviously if you're listening chris's to this you enjoy podcasts what's that this is chris's podcast recommendation okay so um I'm yeah sorry. if you're listening SB to this you... nation's very own christmas ellie's podcast. there you go there you go thank you official title um yeah you you enjoy listening to podcasts so i l- listen to a lot of podcasts myself so um I like throwing out like recommendations to people. I'm in a group on Facebook about people that throw out recommendations. That's where I get a lot of them and I listen to them. Most of them I enjoy, some I don't, but um, I kind of wanted to throw some or one a week, I guess we'll do. I don't want to overload yeah, people because we'll sometimes these podcasts take a while to get through and just throw out different recommendations. And 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 right now in the podcast world, um, you know, the true crime genre kind of like reigns supreme, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, so you'll get some of those. And in this case, you're getting like a spoof on one. So this one is called, this sounds serious is the name of the podcast. And in the very beginning, if you, I'm, I'm kind of maybe spoiling it for you, but in the very beginning, um, you think it's real. It starts with a nine one one call and the nine one one call is so bizarre. Not only is it so bizarre, it's incredibly well acted, incredibly well acted. You think that it's real. And then somewhere around like maybe I can't remember like the first or second episode, like I was laughing a little bit. So I thought, okay, this is still real, um, but this guy is just weird. And then like by the end of the second episode, you're like, okay, this is a spoof. (laughs) And but it does not take away from the production value. The production is is just like everybody knows cereal. Yes. That's kind of like set the trendsetter. It is exactly like cereal. Um, but the, the guy that they made like the, the lead character is phenomenal, man. He is, I, I am in my car 
crying laughing so hard <laughs> and it's serious like it, it and, and 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 it's it seems like it's like like a legit story but even like i said and it's this particular podcast is really quick episodes they've they're two seasons in and the second season is a completely different case um so the first season um is just about the the, the murder of a, a weatherman and it, it's just the guy that they picked remember s-town mm-hmm. i think i told you this the, the 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 guy from S Town, which is a legit real yeah, that's a good one real story. Yep. He's he's like molded after that guy. Remember how he was just all over the place, just crazy like talking. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that is this guy in in like satire form. I'm telling you guys, if you want a, a great laugh um, and a really really good story and a great ending, uh, go listen to season one of This Sounds Serious because and if you like the true crime, but you're kind of like not like true crime fatigue but just want something like it maybe like a fresh take on it um i'm not gonna spoil anything but it's an it's an like one of like my favorite podcast episode or series seasons that i've i've listened to because it's just so damn funny you you gotta go listen to it awesome all right so check that out this sounds serious chris has been telling me what for probably a month and a half to listen to this thing. I still haven't, but it's quick, man. Like, I like I said, like 25 minute episodes, you'll get All them right. done by the time you drive to work, but just be careful driving because you are going to die laughing. Okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> awesome. So good. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. Next week, we're going to be talking about, uh, the boys, right? Chris, we're going to try to get through some of that on prime. Wow. I, and we're not going to go into too much detail because we want to get like the, the, the most of the series under our belt to talk about it. I've watched the first season or excuse me, the first episode. Good stuff. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. Uh, hopefully be talking about the typewriter too on Netflix. That's supposedly yeah. the new horror, the new uh, haunting a hill house type. What show everyone's on, afraid on of. Everyone's scared yeah. of it. You can't sleep at night. Uh, my <laughs> wife and I love that scary stuff. So we're probably going to get through that. It's five episodes on Netflix. Um, I would like, like I said, to talk a little bit about Sky Children of Light. Maybe I'm going to try to jump into that and uh, check that out a little bit. That's uh, that game company's new game. It's free on iOS. It's not on any other platform right now. I think Apple had signed somewhat of an exclusive deal with them. And uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, maybe we'll try to get some more Marvel Ultimate Alliance in. But see, that was the thing. Like, mm. I'd be playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and in the back of my head, I'm like, I got to get to that new expansion for Final Fantasy. I got, like, 130 <laughs> hours to go. Like, for every minute I spent playing that, I could have been playing Final Fantasy. So it's it's terrible, guys. And and so I didn't want to come off super negative in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It, it really, for what it is, it's cool. It looks neat. But just for me right now, it's just not filling the the gaming gap that i need in my life Mm -hmm. um so it's here my daughter and i maybe i'll jump in with her and we'll we'll see if i have more fun with that but uh and also football season dude right around the corner man you know who the first uh preseason game is the hall of fame game oh is it really denver denver and falcons yeah nice yeah it's always the worst preseason game of the season (laughs) we're actually going uh friday we did this last year as well uh the panthers always have they call it fan fest Oh, it's yeah, like five yeah. bucks. You go to the stadium. I mean, it's the best five bucks you could probably spend because, um, you know, you're not spending tons of money. You get to go to the stadium. Players are there. It's basically a practice, but they're, you mm. know, coming up in the stands, doing all crazy stuff. And then uh, they do a big fireworks display at the end. It's basically a big pep rally for the Panthers getting ready to go. So we're going to go to that again this year and have a blast there. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit next week, too. So and probably some um, X-Men, too. 
X Men comics. Yes. So we talked about that. We talked about House of X a little bit last week, which we almost talked about this week because I finally read through it. But we're going to wait. Powers of X comes out this week. Powers of Ten. Powers of Ten. I see. I keep wanting to call it X. I know. I don't know why they did it like that. We've been calling it. There's got to be reason or whatever. I don't know. There's got to be reason. He did come. He did say state a reason. It wasn't anything. Uh, so mind shattering that I remembered it. I don't know why he did, he did it that way, but he did. We'll talk some yeah. more comics next week for sure too. So, uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you here for tuning into the show. However, you're tuning in, whether it's through Podbean, through iTunes, your podcast service of choice. And again, big thanks to our friends over at GamerGoo. If you're interested in that, save yourself 10% off. Go to GamerGoo.com. Use our coattail. You can save yourself 10% there. It's down in the show notes. So with that, everybody, thank you so much. And with that, see you next week. Peace. Peace.